<laughs> yes. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Andy Podcast. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, this will be season five, episode fifteen. I want to say thanks to all those who've been tuning in from season one to season five. All right. Without no further ado, man. Um, when I made this platform, I definitely wanted to highlight the fellow MCs that I meet along the way, that I meet on the road, and just just MCs I interact with because. This next gentleman right here, I just want to say that I, I respect the consistency and the work ethic a lot. Um, I that counts more than talent, um, and I, I respect that because I just think for those who are still paying dues, the key is key is to stay consistent to get to to get better. And I've been sharing the lineup with this this next MC right here. I've been sharing the 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 bill several shows now for the year of 2022. And he got a lot of shows coming up. I got a show with him coming up. He got some content out on YouTube. And ladies and gents, without no further ado, we got Robus, the one in the house. Yo, thanks for joining, me, bro. Oh, Marlon, thanks you for having me over, man. I really, really appreciate this opportunity to join you on your podcast. It's so I'm so excited, dog. I've been thinking about it all day. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Yo, man, Rob, Rob, I, I wanna, I always take it to day one, Robus. Uh, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born actually. I was born in Los Angeles. Mm. Yeah, so I I grew up like my my early childhood was in like in South Central area. So maybe about four years old, and then I got shipped off to Maywood, California. So mm. I've been Maywood is my my stomping grounds. You know, I've lived in different cities like East LA, Norwalk, Cudahy, Huntington Park, mm. but Maywood where I've always kind of resided. You know. Do you know how your、uh, family migrated to LA? Do you know how, like, did mom and dad meet in LA? Well, my my mom came originally from Hikali,、mm-hmm. Baja California. So、mm-hmm. that's like you're right from Calexico,、mm-hmm. and they came down here. And my mom and my three aunts came down here in the 1980s, and that's my mom and my dad, and and so to speak, what I came about. Nice, nice. You got siblings? Yeah. I actually, I'm. That's why a big part of my name is Robles the One because all my brothers and sisters are all half sisters.、Uh-huh. So I have, I have a brother and a sister, which is from my mom and my stepdad, and then I have like four brothers and one sister from my dad's side of the family that I,、mm. I keep in contact with, but I didn't grow up with. Nice, nice. So, how was that like growing up in、uh, in South Central, bro? Like in LA, just just the mid nineties vibe. How was that for you? Well, I didn't really grow up in South Central. I grew up like in Bell, Maywood, this side、okay. of Southeast Los Angeles. You know,、mm. and how was that?、Mm-hmm. Shit, the nineties, the nineties run and popping. That was a very exciting time for me because it was it was a time where I was starting to figure out myself because I'm already in a Adolescence, adolescence, my ages. You know what I'm saying? I was already in my teens, barely. Nineties are when I was ten, eleven, twelve years old, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. That when when the West Coast, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. I remember them. You know, Warren G. When they started popping out, and I started liking it. You know, liking my own shit. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. Yeah. Who like? So growing up. What was your first recollection of hip hop? Was it a song that you heard, a music video that you saw? Like, what was your first memories of my first recollection of actual hip hop? Was when my mom met my stepdad, 
And he's the one that actually got us out of South Central and moved us mm. away from this town because he's the one that grew up in Maywood. Mm. And he moved out to Bell, which is the next city over. And mm-hmm. I came across hip hop, like when I actually took notice was um, my stepdad had a, he has a brother named Jesse, I'm a gear. He's, he's not the youngest of, of all the brothers of, of my, my stepdad's siblings. But when I met them, because it's a totally different family that I ran into, you know, I'm four or five years old. These guys are, they're in their teens, which are my uncles. I consider them as my uncles, even though we're not blood related. Yeah. I go into their scene and my uncle Je- I, I walk in to my uncle Jesse's room or they all shared a room or whatever. And in the, I seen posters that were hung by Al Kuji, Salt and Pepper, yeah. Yeah. Nina Boys. And I was kind of s- slowly starting to listen to hip hop. Actually, the first first regulation of hip hop that I have now that I think about it, dog, is jump when I started taking a shower by myself and listening to radio stations and trying to find my own groove, you know, my yeah. own like things. And I just remember like on the on the dial. Just, you know, the old school rotary fucking little <laughs> radio and shit, you know? You, and you gotta, you gotta yeah. look for the fucking uh, dial tone. Yeah, yeah. I, I came across the number seven. Cause you know what I have on, on, on the dial tones and the visual, you have like from 92.3 to 105.9, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You're in between, but in between that, they have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it goes up to like 16. Yeah. The numbers in the middle, and I just remember the seven, and around the seven spot, that's where I got some frequency where it was like that kind of hip hop music. And I think it was Kiss FM. Yeah, I think I can't. Rem- I I'm not sure. You know, I can't put my finger on it, but I think it was Kiss FM because now I I kind of look for the same radio stations. I'm like, well, I think it was Kiss. But that's when like hip hop and I like I started liking my own music and then now fast forward to when I meet my stepdad he introduces me to his brothers and sisters that are younger and walk into the posters of Al-Kuj, Heavy D and you know I kind of started liking hip hop but not really paid attention I just kind of heard it and um, my first actual albums that were mine that I had in my hand were the Easy E 187 Andre. <laughs> Damn, you was wrong with it. And I'm like 10, I'm like 10 years old. And yeah. that one, I have that one, and I have uh the Two Life Crew album. <laughs> Damn. Corny fucking track was on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. both those those two cassette tapes I grabbed from Mexicali because my, I would get shipped um, every every vacations that came up, I would get shipped out of there because I had nobody to take care of me. So there's two months of me going to Mexicali, Mexico, Baja California. And my uncles out there, they're the ones that gave me those tapes because they didn't listen to that type of music. Yeah, so it was, like, it was like coincidence that they gave me an Easy E and a Two Life Crew. The hardest fucking, most derogatory, foul mouth. <laughs> hip-hop at the time where it was so excluded from parents and you know and kids from listening to them especially you know with the parental advisory and stuff and i'm 10 years old listening to easy you know i mean i kind of get it now but at the time i'm like this is fucking dope yeah it's crazy right nwa and um and two live crew it's it's two different types of inappropriate you know like 
the other one was violent and the other one was just on some freaky like <laughs> like some <laughs> sexual very sexual you know yeah um let me ask you this who was the first MC that you heard that you were like oh shit I gotta do that or or, or I wanna do that however he's doing that I wanna do it like that you know like I'll tell you mine mine was Snoop like who was yours like oh shit yeah, that, I rap and, and you know what I, I, I've been asked this this question and, it, and, it's, and it's really really hard to pinpoint yeah somebody because so many Influence. so many open seas in that era yeah so many influences you know like when hip hop was hip mm-hmm. but if you had to pick one that kind of influenced your style like hey I fuck with this and I see myself in him you know like the one that turned it around for me where I actually said I like hip hop enough or he influenced me so much where I want to write my own shit I would say when my homeboy Wally he gave me the Capital Punishment album by Big uh, how, we're from the dog I'm 37 how old are you I'm 41 but the, I'm 41 but the bitches don't know that right so <laughs> <laughs> No, we're still we're still from the same era. Like, yeah, um, we're still from the same era. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this: When you heard Big Pun, what was going on through your mind, yo? When my homie gave me the the album, he's all listen to it. I'm like, I don't want to listen to Big Pun. Why? Because Big Pun had that um that commercial track. Fucking, I'm not a player. I just ah, play. it, it overshadowed the whole. It was such a big single, dude. It overshadowed the whole album. And it did because I would hear it on the radio and I'm like, at that time, I was real big on being a player and being yeah. a different player and shit like that. So his lyrics coming out saying, I'm not a player, just crush your lies. I kind of didn't understand it, but I just didn't like the fact that he was saying, I'm not a player. And then I was trying to be that at, at, at that moment, at that time. Mm-hmm. So it didn't kind of resonate with me. I just like, oh, it's just a track on the fucking radio, right? So, yeah, uh-huh. oh, I'm sorry. You, you, no, you no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, so th- that was like the shit on the radio. So, like, when my homie came out to me and offered me the CD, I'm like, Big Pun, I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. You know, I was already kind of like in the midst of trying, like, right? Because at that time, I like Wu Tang and, you know, shit like that. And I was already in the midst of thinking about writing my own music because um, I grew up gangbanging. Yeah. You know, so like, I got homies from my neighborhood that always mentioned them, my homeboy Rascal. I had never met Rascal because when I got jumped into my neighborhood or started hanging out with my friends, he had moved out to Virginia. And they would tell me stories that he was a rapper and he would fucking freestyle and this and this and that. So it was a, I was a little intrigued. And then listening to more of the East Coast hip hop and West Coast is dope too, which because I'm here, but it's a little softer for me. It's more, it's just a different vibe. It's the cruising, the girls, the sunset, Cali lifestyle feeling type shit. Where East Coast is more rugged, grimier, you know. So I kind of gravitated towards that because that's where I start. I guess I started kind of like drifting away from commercial hip hop. Mm. So that's that, that's what I did growing up. So when I heard the Capital Punishment, he was offering it to me. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I kind of wanted to start writing my own music because of the stories my friends were telling me. And I never met this cat, but since he's from my same neighborhood, I kind of want to do the same thing. And I'm kind of interested. But once once he, he, he my homeboy Wally gave me the Capital Punishment album, I'm all like, wow, this fool's dope. Yeah. I want to be like that. Yeah, no doubt. 
how old were you when you started? Like, so which one came first, you think? Writing rhymes or freestyling? Which one came first for you? I don't... Writing rhymes, it's always been like that. Like, I've, I've tried to freestyle and freestyling is not really my thing. Because to me, freestyle, it's having fun with it. Yeah. And that's the way I have fun with it, with freestyling. I could be... It's more for me, like, with a group of guys that know how to fucking do flows and you're throwing it. When you're not... um pressured to fuck up if you know to to if you fuck up you know you don't care if you fuck up or not because you're it's gonna there's gonna be mistakes in there because it's just coming it's actually conversating in rhyme form <laughs> so yeah. it's a little tricky for me i could do it just like if i'm playing around i don't really take it too serious that's why i don't really try to put as much as effort mm-hmm. as i can maybe Mm-hmm. To me, it's more about the lyrical writing, what I'm actually thinking, what I want people to know that I'm thinking about. Now, around what, around how old were you when you started recording the rhymes on wax? Like, you started going to the studio and recording the rhymes, you know what I'm saying? How, what, mm-hmm. what age were you, you think? Uh, let's see, I was, I was about 20 years old, maybe. Cool. 19, I was about 19 years old. Cool, cool. And dope, dope. The first, the first time I recorded was my friend gave me a karaoke machine that had the fucking tape deck recorder. Mm-hmm. So I fucking hell yeah, I throw some beats on a CD and it'll record me on the tape. Why not? And so I started doing that, and I recorded like one or two tracks and shit like that, and just playing with it, and you know, just. Now, as far as doing shows, when did you start doing shows? You know what I mean? When did you start getting up there, rocking the mic in public? Shows came like way later after I barely had started making music and shit. Because I wasn't really taking it serious. I was just kind of fucking around with it and enjoying it. And I never really performed in, in front of people. And let's see, I would say when, oh, maybe about 25-ish. Nice. I can't. You know what? Then thanks for bringing that up because now I'm gonna dig deep into when <laughs> my actual first show was and shit. Because yeah, actually, actually, I just I just told somebody this that the Redwood uh, down the street from my house just opened again, and that was my first show. So by that time, I was already kind of recording and doing it on my own using Audacity. Actually, the first thing that I bought was a, a an eight track recorder. Nice. From a magazine yeah. called Musician's okay. Friend. <laughs> and I recorded off without a few tracks and shit like that. Dope. Now, as far as like tapes, EPs, or, or albums, singles, how much have you, when was the first time you released something or your official release? Was it an EP, a single, an album? I haven't released an album or EP or anything like that. I just constantly just been, my thing has been a lot just performing live. Mm, and the little cool. things I have recorded, like I've just shown to people, I haven't really put them up on a on a on a public platform yet. But you do have a single out on on YouTube called Next Up. I was peeping the video. Good job. Yeah, that was the video. That's where like now I'm just actually starting to take it serious into actually putting my shit into platforms and shit. You know, nice. like people and stuff. And my my excuse was, you want to hear my shit? Come see me live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know. And that's why I respect the hustle, bro. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm in that same mindset lately. Like, there's nothing like seeing it live. And, yeah. you know, 
just nothing like seeing it live, bro. It's, it's more fun. Yeah, uh, it is. Let me ask you this: uh, What have you learned about yourself as a performer, especially Performing? this year? Yeah, like, like you know, the more I, I know, I know, like for me, like the more I did it throughout the years, the more I felt like I was getting sharper and sharper and getting better at it. Like, what are you learning about yourself as a performer hitting the road these days? The crowd control. Mm. Crowd control is really, really big for me because. Mm. I'm not the only one at the show, mm. you know. So the big part of it is the crowd. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like I remember the first time I actually went for it to see if I get people to say when I say hip, y'all say hop, mm-hmm. and that was really really nerve wracking. But when I, I fucking did it once, I'm like, whoa, it, it, it this shit works. <laughs> yeah, those little victories and you know like. You're nervous, but <coughs> if, I yeah. if I don't try it, I'm never gonna know, and I'm gonna regret it. So I said, "Fuck it," I tried it. I'm like, "Oh, this is what crowd control is." Mm-hmm. You know, you get them with with they have you have their full attention. So that's why now, like at first, I kind of will go up there and just kind of like, okay, yeah, start my set. Now, I like to fucking um, address the crowd. Because without no crowd, there's no show. I'm just spinning to an empty-ass bar just to the bartender. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you this. Um, I know it's 2022. The game's changing. It's constantly changing from the way we consume music and from the way we hear music. Um, how, where do you stand as far as, like, like, marketing and branding and promoting? Like, do you enjoy that part of the game? Do you like it? Do you, do you like learning about that area? I, know? I I actually do because it's a learning experience. Yeah, man. No mm-hmm. doubt. No doubt. And it's hard to work, but it's and worth it's that, constantly, that, Yeah. It pays off, you know? Yeah. And it's constantly changing. We got to remember, it's constantly changing. Like, what's working out this year may not work out next year. Like, yeah. it, you got to improvise all the time. Yeah, it's always changing from the way we hear it, the way we consume music and release music. And the way we release music, it's, it's changing all the time. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, top three West Coast MCs. Who's your top three West Coast MCs? Fuck, that's a hard one. Whether if it's... Okay. Um, top three West Coast MCs now. Not necessarily of all time, but now. That are still alive or... Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like... Who do you think is dope and, and relevant today? Top three MCs in the West Coast. I'll tell you mine while you think about it. Okay, so. Uh, There's so many. I don't know why. I, I don't want to mention Snoop because that's an OG. So I'm talking about who's dope these days. So honestly, I really think Schoolboy Q is, is one of the most underrated. I don't know what's going on. I think he needs. he deserves more. Like. He deserves more publicity or something. Like, Schoolboy Q to me is one of the illest out here, man. Um, that's all I can think of for now. Every now and then, the game will drop something dope. But I wish he can drop more consistently albums. He'd be dropping once every four years. But how about you, dog? That's, that's, that's like, like, like New Cats, I, it's it's hard for me to fucking... Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm out of, I rarely listen to the radio. 
I rarely listen to new to new shit. All all the people that I've heard recently is people that I meet along the fucking live shows. Yeah, man. All right, top three West Coast MCs of all time. Oh fuck! Like I don't want to go too old school, too new school. Uh, my favorite rappers from the West Coast. Fuck. Uh, my number one is corrupt. What's yours? Uh, shit. Who's lyrical? Let me take it back. My my number one to me, Snoop. I'm gonna put Corrupus number two, and I'll probably put Tupac as number three. So how about you? I will go Easy E number one because he was my base influencer. Nice, nice. To begin, that's like my my first recollection of back show. Yeah. Wow, like I never heard shit like this before. <laughs> yeah, and Easy E is quite an introduction to hip hop for sure. Yeah. He, he's, he's out, yo. <laughs> Easy right. E, Snoop. Okay. Yeah, those Easy E, Snoop Dogg, and and you know it's just hard to put. It's hard to choose between East Coast and West Coast and shit like that. Yeah. Cause I like more you East know, Coast because that shit. No, Mac Ten. There was you know, you know I, yeah. yeah you proud. know what I noticed? A lot of our kid, a lot of the people in our generation, we don't really say Ice Cube. Like we we. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't say Ice Cube a lot, but if it's a little bit older generation than us, they'll say Ice Cube. You know? Yeah. Um, we go straight to Snoop and Tupac in the West. Um, all but right. you know what? I've always had I've always argued over that one because Tupac is not West Coast. He fucking started with him East that. Coast. So True like, that. Come on, man, like don't give me don't give me he's West Coast. He's not West Coast. That he moved and he did all this shit in the West Coast is a different Facts. story. Facts. But his stomping grounds is not. He's East Coast to me all the way. And people like say no, but I say yes because the facts are there. He's digital underground to begin with. You know what? You know what it is. Um, I think it's because the last two albums he dropped was Death Row Bass. You know and I think it, the, the lasting memory we have we have with Tupac is running with the West Coast label. So that's and you're you're right. It kind of erased like the the Bay Area like background and Baltimore and all that. You know, like he's because he's from the East as much as he's from the West. Yeah, he's East Coast. You know what I'm saying? He's from uh, born in New York. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that that that's crazy, right? Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, all right. From the south, who would be your top three from the south? Uh, fucking Luda. Yep, yep. Luda, uh, three six mafia. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Dope, dope. Uh, fuck. There's, there's... Please, please say Scarface. Please say Scarface. That was dope. Yeah. Um, where do you? How about Ti? Ti, who yeah, do you T.I. or Luda? Luda. So, yo, before I forget, let's plug in all the shows we got coming up. What, what's your next two shows coming up, bro? Shit, I got one tomorrow. <laughs> Where's your show at tomorrow? Tomorrow is in North Hollywood with I Found Owen. Nice. Good job. Good job. And we got one coming up on May 28th, I believe, right? Yeah. That's Saturday. the show. Saturday, May. Is, mm-hmm. uh, the May 28th one, or no, it's, I think it's the 27th or 28th. That's on our, it's on a Friday. It's a Friday, word, word. Um, okay, cool. That's uh, the one that I booked you for, right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's actually a, the new, new one and shit that, um, 
DJ Spot hit me up. Like, he's from, he's at Bajas Cantina where I met him, and he like he's seen me a few times there, you know. And you've seen the footage of where where I did my show two months ago at the Stardust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. Well, originally I was gonna do the show at Bajas. I asked there first, but then they told me where we could do a hip hop show, but it's only from seven to ten. Okay. And then after ten, after ten is DJ and dancing. I'm like, nah, nigga. Motherfuckers aren't here to fucking dance. They're here to do some grimy hip hop underground lyricism. Yeah. So I took it consider into consideration because it, it's it was my first time actually hosting an event. Yeah. So, but it wasn't what I was looking for. So, yeah. but I left that one in the back burner just in case I wasn't gonna get another venue or anything. You know, that was my beginning. So after that, I hit the Stardust, which I had performed before, and I actually got guidance from Owen from Do It for Music because I, I hit him up. I'm like, Owen, how do you do it? I want to throw my own show, but I don't want you to be a part of it. <laughs> Not oh, like shit. that. I don't want you to do all the heavy lifting. I, I want to do it myself. Just yeah, yeah. point me in the right direction and I'll, I'll involve you in some way because he's been a big part of my life and my hip hop career as well. No doubt, so, no doubt. He told me, go into the bar, ask the bartender for the DJ or the owner. But I suggest you ask for the owner and then the DJ. I'm like, okay, cool. So I asked the bartender, hey, where's the owner at? Uh, he's right there. Coincidentally, one of the owners is a DJ. Wow. So I went and talked to him. I'm like, hey, you know what? And it was a Friday night. And I told him, why is there no live music tonight? You guys have a stage. You guys have mic. You guys have all the equipment. Why is there no live music? He's like, oh, because it's DJ night. He's like, okay, well, I could bring some people. I want to throw a show. I just want to have fun. I'll bring MCs on a night like this where it's dead. Let us rock out. It'll help us. It'll help you. We'll probably get some people in here. I don't give a fuck about the bar. I don't give a fuck about the business side of it. I just want to throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and he gave me a date and I went from there. And that's where all the legwork started. And it's it was a great experience because I've never done that before as far as scheduling MCs, doing the actual time slot schedules, getting vendors, you know, all that, all that stuff. And I I had a lot of great support. Nice, bro. I'm glad. And that's because I've been around the scene so long where I make friendships and different um talents. And what I did, I I pick handpick every MC to be on there based on my likings and talent that they have. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have so much fun at that show, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um let me ask you this. What's what's your short term goals for 2022? For 2022, yeah. I, I gotta get I gotta get at least my first album out. Nice, nice. I have to. It's I been mean, I've never. I, I don't. I don't have an album out yet. That's why. Every song I learn, I want to fucking present it to people right away and live on stage. Mm-hmm. So I start doing that and that and that, and I have a, a, a bunch of tracks lined up. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring every single track that I have done recorded. I'm gonna put it on that album. Now, as far even, as even even from the old old ones. Yeah. As far as a production. Who do you got producing on this on this upcoming album? I got uh, two producers that I work with. I got Audio P, uh-huh. and I got a uh, Mohami Tuna Beats. 
Um, oh. they're, the, they're the ones that send me their instrumentals. So what I do, I'll start uh, playing around with uh, Boom Bap 90s fucking instrumentals and whatever fits my style, I'll start writing to it. Yeah. So I'll write like a whole verse. And you, I mean, you, you've seen my shit. I, I don't like to write 16 bar verses. <laughs> My shits are like fucking from the beginning to the end of the fucking track, killing the whole, they're killing the whole track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I do is, I'll write to a to a certain instrumental off of YouTube, and if I like it, I'll keep it. You know, I don't give a fuck. I'll burn it. <laughs> and if and, and but if I want to in, involve those guys, which I nine times out of ten I do, I'll send them the instrumental. I go like, check this out. I started writing to this tempo, this style beat. Send me one of your beats with your flavor that yeah. kind of resonates on the same same lines of what I want. I see. So my it's just ideas bouncing around to kind of mesh in together. And once I get their instrumental and they shoot it, I'm like, damn, that's fucking perfect. Tight, tight. Because it's not like it's not like they 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 fucking they throw me a gang of beats and choose one. I've done that before and it's just basically a waste of my time and a waste of their time because it's not not that I'm saying that they don't have any talent it just it just it doesn't fit what, what I'm looking for and I don't want to feel bad by saying you know what none of your fucking beats will work out for me mm-hmm. so it makes it easier to send them my idea first and then they send me their shit mm-hmm. I, yeah good shit everybody got their own methods of creative uh, madness you know yeah Good shit. So let me ask you this: um, What are your thoughts on hip hop these days? Like, what's the future of this next decade? Like, oh, oh man, I mean, just listen to my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I think hip hop now is so watered down, so fake, uh, so much of putting up a front of an image. You know when. Our style of hip hop didn't—we didn't give a fuck about our image. We gave a fuck about our lyrics and what we had to say and the punchlines and how is it gonna grasp somebody mentally, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's cool to have everything, you know, the riches and stuff like that. But it was never for me. Hip hop comes first. The money may yeah. come after, and I'm still don't like to floss like that. Never been a flosser like that. Yeah. You know, and and. And it kind of does what, what a lot of people say. Like, they just talk about money, women, and drugs. <laughs> Those are top three for fucking commercial hip-hop, dog. There's still when, some good... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, I'm sorry. There's still some good ones? There, there's still some good ones out there. We got, we. got It's harder to find. It's almost like we got to keep looking for that. You know, it's not as easy to find these days. Yeah, it's not. It's not, you know. You know? And, it, um, it, and for me, it, it's rare that it comes on the radio to my liking. Mm-hmm. And, and every music is good. That's the thing about me. Everybody that does music is good, dog, because they're chasing their dreams. They're doing yeah. what they love. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't hate on that. I don't hate on what you're doing, where it makes you happy. That's fucking awesome. Yep. But to my likings and the lyrics and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like some shit, you know, so... <laughs> like yeah, any guy yeah. that goes on stage and does that shit live in front of people, I give them the most fucking pats on the back. Yeah. Regardless if I like your lyrics or your music, it goes beyond the point of fucking my my taste of music. 
Yeah. But by, by an individual having the balls to go up there in front of people and show your talent, that's nerve wracking to begin with. Yeah. That that's it. I give them a lot of credit, man. Hands off to them, you know. I applaud those guys. It's not easy. It's not, not easy to do it. It's not easy on um, someone's confidence. You know, some of us are introverts. Sometimes people don't want to get up there. But I think a lot of us artists, we we come alive. We feel like we're we feel alive on stage. We like it's like we need it for there. It's like therapy. Therapy. Yeah. Us. You know what? I I get a I get a question. Um, they ask me if I'm ever nervous going on stage, and the truth is, I am nervous every single time. Yeah. There's no whether I whether you can't tell because I'm trying to get into a zone. That's a different story, but um, my heart's pounding, you know. Like I'm like, fuck, it's coming up, it's coming up. And once I hear my my name, like, oh shit, it's here, and my heart's racing. I'm about to go in front of people, and it's like if you don't get nervous, it, it's it's like this, right? Like if you get nervous, it's a good thing. It means you care. It means um, it means you care about your craft. It means you want it to be good. If you're not nervous, there's something wrong. I always feel like I think confidence is good, but we gotta be also honest. Like, hey, if we gotta get better, we gotta get better, you know. But but I think the more we do it, the more you keep doing it, you will get better. Yeah, there's no shortcutting pain dues. <laughs> nah, because if you shortcut it, it's definitely gonna show. Um, but there's no there's no way you become a seasoned veteran without getting seasoned you know yeah you got yeah there's just no way around it you gotta go through it um you gotta go all hard you gotta go all hard with yourself to begin with yeah no no mediocre shit and that's my mentality you know i gotta go hard for myself for me yeah and with every human being we all got our demons sometimes life happens Sometimes life will knock you off your ass, and you will. You it makes us want to give up on our dreams for a little bit. That's all right. Mm-hmm. We're human. Yeah. It happens, you know. We we get knocked down. We it takes a while for us to get up, but we gotta get back up. You know, we can't yeah. sit down. We will. We, you know, there's there's a lot of distractions. A lot of distractions are gonna come along the way. You know, uh, a lot of tragedies will happen. But to be a real artist to the truest testament, you will write and rap about it. You know, whatever yeah. pain you're going through, man. Like, oh, and I'm not done yet, man. Writing. There's so many issues that I want to write about, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna start going that. I think I'm gonna start doing that after I drop my first album that I'm working to finish this year. Because right now, right now I have two tracks that I can record. I just haven't recorded them yet. So the minute I get to like a big chunk of like I feel I'm comfortable with like okay this is my first album, which is gonna be nonstop underground grimy type shit my style flow right, and then the second album I think I'm gonna go into a more personal type shit, not too much still keep that underground type lyrical fire, but there are gonna be some tracks that I need to get off my chest to make me feel better, no doubt you know, because at at the end, I do music for myself. For me to feel good. And like you said, it's therapy. It's very therapeutical. No doubt, no doubt. Yo, Ro, man. 
Do you have any shout outs out there? Anything you want to plug in before we the interview, man? Anything you want to shout? Shit, I had so many people. Uh, I thought a big shout out to fucking Owen for throwing me on shows. I found out you got to follow him on IG. Young Baca, he's a big part of my life. I'm doing shows, you know. Um, shit, the fucking the Redwood, my homie Mojo. Like so many influences that I've been around me and so many shows. You, you bring me, you make, you know, when I see you perform, I'm like, damn, I want to be better than that guy. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that I want to be better than you like that. I just like the, the shit that you say on stage. I'm like, damn, it's friendly competition. Thanks, man. I you really know what I'm appreciate that. And that's the thing that people like, like when I like, I want to be better than you. And they're like, what? Like they kind of take it in the background. Like, no, 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 hold on. Let me explain myself. I go, you're so dope that I think you're doper than me right now. That's going to make me push to be better than you and better than myself. Nope, nope. So it's, it's not a bad thing, you know what I'm saying, when I say that. And people sometimes take it awkward, but then I kind of have to explain myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an influence. You know, you're pushing me to do better. We all need people to, uh, to, to do that, to inspire us, to make us go harder, you know. I really, um, I really respect your uh, your consistency, man. I, I like, I fuck with people who work hard. Period. Yeah. And I, I respect that a lot because I think at the end of the day, it also beats talent because somebody, somebody talented is not necessarily working on their craft. They may yeah, neglect you, it. You might, you might have talent, they but if you don't, work, but if you don't work at it. It's it's you're not gonna get better at your own fucking time, mm-hmm. or you feel like you're entitled, you know, like you don't want to, you don't have to work on it. You know? Oh no, I, for me, I think I have to keep working and working and working. I want to be better than myself. No doubt, man. I love the attitude, bro. and that's the way. Um, and the 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 big thing. I'm gonna get a little bit into a more personal issue. The big thing why I do hip hop so consistent and so much i mean you see my flyers where sometimes i'm out fucking wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday yeah you're you know, back to back to back to back to back shows reason yeah. being is because there was a point in my life where i had to choose between one or the other because i could not do both yeah and, and one which was music was gonna keep me alive bring me happiness you know more opportunities opportunities to go see the world that I never been to it was either that or keep myself down by being an alcoholic mm-hmm. I don't drink anymore nice congratulations bro oh thank Happy you man. thank you I got like a, like a, over a year and a half and shit you know this is the second time I go sober and yeah, man. I love me. I to this day I still love beer. I love the feeling. I just know <laughs> that I can't go that route because it gets goes it goes down south. I love it too much. So I chose music over that addiction. So I got addicted more to music because I was spending instead of spending my time getting drunk and kicking it, I started spending my time on evolving on my craft. And it's been like that since for like for a year and a half. Like I tried it once to go sober. I went six months sober. 
and this most six months was my one of my most successful years half a years half a year because i was sober i had a right mind so i was just pushing music 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 i started drinking again and everything went to shit even down to where i forgot my own music yeah. because i wasn't practicing or it wasn't in my head so i, I struggled to get my original instrumentals back I struggled to remember my lyrics because I had them written down somewhere but I, I didn't know where they were at it was just I was just a mess so music for me is uh, like a gateway drug almost natural high it saves us man it saves us from a lot yeah. you're just out of trouble man it really um, really does man Congratulations on your sobriety, bro. Thanks for being open and like more power to you. And for all those tuning in, struggling with something, man, don't forget to reach out to your peoples. Don't forget to keep yourself productive. Don't forget to keep yourself happy. Do the things that make you happy, you know? Counts. Mental health is everything, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I got to give a quick shout out to Mike Hamp too as well. He's throwing me on shows. Fuck who else? Black books and rhyme books. Fucking robbery presents. Those are all promoters that are getting me on shows. Uh, Fucking who else? Just, just so many, man. No doubt, no doubt. Shouts to the whole community of hip hop. Yeah, anybody, anybody who's helping me out, you know, you you know, you guys know who you are. Catch us live on May twenty eighth. Robust the one, Marlon Dean, so much more. I'll be definitely posting about it and we'll be promoting it. Follow us on IG. And man, Robles. I think it's the it's the 27th, and that's on a Friday. My bad, the 27th on the Friday. Yeah, well, we'll have all the updates. We got a month to work with it, and you know, we'll, we're gonna do heavy, heavy promotion. No doubt. Um before this will be my last question. What's your top three? advice or tips for all those struggling with sobriety right now what's your top three advice for them number one if you really want to overcome that challenge you have to start by going into a box almost locking yourself up Stay away from family. Stay away from influence. Stay away from your friends. Yeah. A good month. A good month by yourself. And yeah. really evaluate yourself because that's what I did. Yeah. I closed the doors on everybody. Yeah. And just sat there and like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah. Do I want to keep going? Or do I want to die? And that's not just meaning actual death. That's actually meaning dying morally, mentally, no ambition. You're just like a walking zombie. Uh, That's one. Uh, Number two. uh, Start. You. It's actually more of a. um, You start liking it after you start liking it because you'll 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 run into situations where you'll be so happy 
that you'll remember that you can be happy without substance. Yeah. I've been fucking walking around in tears at places where I've been to never before where it's unbelievable and where I think to myself if I wouldn't have stopped abusing I wouldn't be here right now enjoying this life life changing moments and it has to do with music because music is taking me to different cities different states flying around the country I never thought I was going to be doing it. I didn't I never thought the possibilities were there because alcohol was such a blockage in my life in my music life you know where have you flown now to where have what's your, what's what are the states you've flown now to or countries you've seen let's see I haven't been out to any countries yet but I am going out of the country uh in September okay cool where, where are you flying Sep- to? September, I'm going on tour uh, with Owen. Uh-huh. With I, I found Owen, do it for music. Um, he offered me to go out there to London, Duh. Paris, Gutenberg, Sweden, and there's like Duh. one more. So like, I'm really, really excited to actually go do a Euro trip. Shit, Those are the man. dreams. Those are the dreams of fucking doing that shit. Yeah. Never thought I'm chasing my dreams. Nobody's gonna help me achieve them. I got to do it for myself and chase them and keep going. You know. And, and what would be your last tip for all those struggling with struggling with sobriety right now? Believe in yourself. Mm. Believe that you can do it. Love yourself. <clears throat> Damn, this is, I'm getting kind of emotional just speaking of that. You know what I'm saying? Take you, your time, you, man. You have to love yourself because nobody's gonna love you. Yeah, and man. people that see you like that, they're just gonna push you away even further because they don't want nobody like that around. Mm. It's a bad influence. Mm. So if you want to be happy, start loving yourself and think of what you're putting into your body. And start thinking of what's beneficial in the long run. Yo, Robles, man. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep just just stay on the course. You're on the good path. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You know what I mean? No Thank doubt. You. Keep doing it. Um, ladies and gents, for all those tuning in, for all my fellow artists out there, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. This music industry can take a toll, especially if you don't know who you are. And if you don't know, if you don't have self-discipline, there's so many temptations on the way. So many temptations on the road, right, Rob? Um, yeah. There's so many things that will be going your way. And if you don't have self-discipline, you, you will get sucked into a whole different lifestyle. And like... I just pray for everybody's uh, mental health and sanity, man. All this so-called fame that we're chasing, glitz and glamour, it, ain't, it don't really mean shit if we're not healthy or happy. Of course. And all this stuff is just, it, it'll pass, man. It, it ain't, it's just not what counts. Uh, yo, man, I really appreciate you, dude, taking the time out to do this interview. Um, any, anything else you want to plug? And, uh Oh man, just a big, big, big shout out to all the promoters that put me on stage. 
everybody that's been in my presence of helping me out record being on stage being at different venues anybody that invited me to their show so i can come and see their shit every fan that i have everybody that's been in the same scene where i've been at underground culture still alive fuck that commercial hip-hop shit even though they're, they're doing the thing <laughs> Yeah. And you can follow me at fucking Robles the One. That's R O H B L E Z underscore T H E underscore O N E. That's Robles the One, ladies and gentlemen, underground hip hop. Well, God, for all those tuning in, I will be putting the, the IG handles in the episode description. And I just want to say thank you guys. And, uh, your robe. I'm gonna hit you on the tax right now. All right, I'm gonna hit you back. Thank you, man. and a big, big shout out to Marlon D for having me over <laughs> on this motherfucking podcast. I'm gonna see you in the next few weeks. I'm throwing the gang of shows, motherfuckers. Tap in. We're gonna be rocking yeah. together and come out to yeah. a show. Yo, man, thank you, bro. I'm gonna hit you on the tax right now, dog. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You have a good one, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right, one love, G. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Peace. peace.